0: Hi, and welcome to Only the Avatar. And Avatar, The Last Airbender Rewatch Podcast. I'm Veda. And I'm Christina, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 3, The Return to Omashu. But before we get into the episode, we just want to ask you guys, if you love the podcast, remember to like and subscribe, and please leave us a review. Reviews really help us get known to all the yes. Avatar fans out there, so please leave us a review if you like it yes only if you like it (laughs) no actually if you don't like it let us know what we can improve on actually
1: constructive reviews welcome yes
0: no bullying okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i know we have a bunch of new listeners which welcome welcome happy to have you so yeah let us know what you think tell your friends Let's get out there. Um, season two, just start like we're just starting with season two. You can go back, re-listen to everything or just join the journey with us now, you know?
0: Yeah, that was our little. Uh, our, our pleading. This is our pleading. <laughs> I listen to one podcast. They call it Desperation Minute, but I like pleading. So we're pleading. This is our <laughs> pleading, pleading moment.
1: Just imagine us with like little bowls, like Oliver Twist,
0: like please, sir, <laughs> <laughs> leave us a review. <laughs> okay Okay. well anyway veda how have you been
1: i've been good i've been good um it's a hindu festival around this time called navratri which is like nine nights of celebrating but obviously it's weird during this time and every region in india celebrates this festival slightly differently and in a place called gujarat they have a dance called garba which is a folk dance and i know christina you've come with me previously yep so f- much fun and I'm so sad that we can't do it because like usually it's indoors and there's hundreds of people all dancing the same type of movement but I was walking around this weekend and I was in Jackson Heights and I heard the music like I heard the garbage music and something just like triggered inside me and I was like following the sound hoping I could find <laughs> people dancing outside in the grass but no one was there
0: oh <laughs> I'm so- that's sad I'm so- you could have just done it by yourself in a field. You know what I mean? I know, People would have joined the party. Hi. How was your weekend? It was good. I went hiking very Ooh. fall, you know? I feel like everyone's going hiking because this is the perfect time. So we went to Warwick, New York and saw the leaves change. And But the thing is, like, we thought it was like, oh, we're just going to go for a couple hours. We did an eight mile hike by accident. That like, is <laughs>
1: intense. I hope I you had some snacks and water.
0: We actually did it. And I was like, starving by the end of it. And there's this like little hot dog stand like at the entrance to the hike. So it was like back and forth. So we got there. And then we just turned around and went back. So when we got back, I said that little hot dog stand. I was like, I I need something. I'll get a hot dog. I don't (laughs) love hot dogs. But I got the hot dog. It was the saddest hot dog I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. I was it was like off of a truck too. And I was like, Am I gonna die from this hot dog? I guess I'm gonna take my chances, and I hate <laughs> it. But you know when you're really fine. hungry, you can eat anything. Tastes good, so yeah. I mean, we went on that hike for five hours. We ate a egg sandwich beforehand, and then, but that was at like nine, and we were done with the hike at like three thirty, and like all we had were like two clementines and some Ritz crackers, and I was like starved. <laughs>
1: I've been there. Like the accidental eight-mile hike. After that, I'm prepared. I got some nuts. I have extra water. Like, can't
0: yeah. let this I happen. I even asked. I was like, should we get like a sandwich so we can eat it like, you know, at the top, yeah. look at the trees? And they're like, eh, we don't need to do that. We needed to do that. We needed to do that. Actually, my friend who went on the hike with me listens to the podcast sometimes. So, Ooh, awesome. hey, Bryden, what up? I was real hungry the entire time. Friend of the pod. <laughs> But besides that, it was a really good weekend. So I saw the pics. The foliage was peak peak foliage moment. It was. Love
1: those colors.
0: You know, um, I love New York. They actually have a like a map for the fall foliage report, and it comes out every week. So if you go to like love dot com and search like fall foliage, you'll see where to go to see peak fall foliage within the state of New York. So I love it. This is all we have right report. now. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: We just have some gorgeous leaves bringing us happiness.
0: <laughs> I'm not hating; like I love it. Great. Like I spent like nobody this weekend. It was great.
1: <laughs> I love hiking too.
0: We both hiked the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, so we clearly both love so hiking. much
1: fun. So much fun. Do you want to jump into the
0: episode? So this episode, "Return to Omashu," premiered on April 7, 2006. Um, and it was written by Elizabeth Welch. Ehas uh, she has written a couple of episodes, and directed by Ethan Spalding. Before he worked on Avatar, he actually worked on The Simpsons, which is pretty cool to see. Because do you watch The Simpsons at all? Not really, but yeah, I I obviously, no classic it is. cartoon. So <laughs> sure,
1: he's a great director. Yeah, and I feel like this episode too has such an fun tone and it feels really different i don't know like season two just has such a different tone
0: it's because of azula she pretty yeah.
1: good i kind of like the edge my sister always says how she, how much she doesn't like season two but so far really i'm enjoying the edge edginess the kind of different sort of humor yeah i don't know i'm into it
0: what is her favorite season we got to get her on the pod by the way Too. i know right? I think what's one. her favorite season one yeah that's like the silliest i think um Speaking of Azula, though, this is the first time we see you know the Fire Nation girl gang. Um, They're so cool. I know, guys, such a good Halloween costume. So, oh my like,
1: gosh! Some if we have listeners who are doing the Fire Nation trio,
0: please send me the looks. I want to see. <laughs> oh my gosh, Veda, we should do that one year once. <laughs> oh my like. God, me, you, and Pookie. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Okay, who would who would you dress up as?
1: Well. Honestly, I feel like I I don't know. I think I'm like vibe-wise, I'm like May.
0: Absolutely. I was gonna say you do May. So I feel like I have to do it. And I feel but like then our friend Pookie is definitely a vibe, has the Ty Lee. Does, yeah, she has a Ty Lee vibe. So that means I'm fucking Azula. I am not an Azula vibe. You're Julia. not an Azula vibe, <laughs> but it's she's so such a good character. I and know, like, it's like an elimination. <laughs> But did you know originally Azula was gonna have a team of ninjas that went around with her? Instead they had the Fire Nation girl gang. This is and, so much better. Yeah. I mean, they thought the idea of sidekicks with individual skills seemed a bit more promising in the series. So Yeah, and I like I like the three on three match that we always see now. That is true. That is true. I feel like And it's, it's really interesting because I guess we could talk about it later, but it's really interesting because is the only bender while the other two aren't. So, yeah.
1: Also, I don't know if this exists, but if there's a version of like the three of them in school somewhere, I don't know if it's in the comics or something. Like I want to know what the Royal Academy at the Fire Nation was like when these three became friends.
0: Fanfic, like, fanfic. I fan want to see <laughs> it. Someone give us the Wattpad too. Yes. <laughs> I would read that. <laughs> I would read it too. <laughs> I don't know if it's in the comic books. If it is, let us know. We'll probably read it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm I'm into that like honestly like Avatar boarding school stories like Bring It On. That sounds like a perfect mix. Bring it on. Um. <laughs> so we open the episode with the fall of Omashu. Like, remember, they're coming up the mountain. They see that Fire Nation flag over there. And we learn because Omashu is down, Basingse is the only Earth Kingdom stronghold that's left. So it's, the pressure is on. Aang needs to find a teacher. He needs to also learn everything as soon as he can because right now the Fire Nation is winning the war.
0: Everyone thought that Omashu was untouchable because there's this large canyon surrounding it. I mean, we saw in the last episode they had to go through the secret tunnel to get to Omashu. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Um, But the Fire Nation actually built these like giant metal bridges. They use their technology to get to them. And they use that to go across and attack. That's how they got Omashu, unfortunately.
1: Technology. And oh my gosh. It's also like this episode, there's so many callbacks to maybe episode three in season one, right? Like when he was in Omashu. The king of Omashu. Yeah, yeah, so it's interesting to see them both. And I loved all the callbacks. And you can see how, how much deeper the world has gotten
0: since season one. That is so true. Like the comparison, it was kind of more fun in games. And now it's like... There's only one stronghold in the Earth Mm -hmm. Kingdom. We need to hurry this up a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Aang is super worried about
1: King Bumi. Like, it's his old friend. So there's also a personal touch to his worry. Like, he is worried about him for the war and the situation happening, but also on a personal level. And Sokka, Mm -hmm. like, assumes that Bumi is dead. And he's like, Sokka's like, okay, Aang, we just need to find you another teacher. But... Aang is like, this is more than that. This is about finding a friend, and think about it, right? Like, he has so much to redeem, all of his friends who have died. Like, I feel like there's just more pressure on this.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, Aang lost everyone. Especially all the air nomads, you know? He lost literally everyone. He's the only one left, so it does feel like kind of like a redemption where he needs to at least redeem Mm Boomy back.
1: So because Aang has been there so many times to Omashu, he's like, there is a secret passage, and... (laughs) Sokka's like why didn't we use this last time and he's like well and the secret passage is actually the sewer and it's absolutely disgusting so it's so
0: gross it's um, really funny, though. and actually like going back to callbacks like Sokka and Katara are wearing like these capes and they wore those same capes <laughs> in the deserter episode they need like, more than one disguise
1: yeah and they I feel like they're starting to build up their bag of tricks a little bit you know <laughs> It's just, it's also like Sokka. Oh my gosh, sometimes you just want to be like, poor baby, right?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: they go into the sewer and everyone is perfectly fine and clean. Like Katara's like, that wasn't that bad once they get into Omashu going through that path. But Sokka is covered in slime and these small purple octopus, which are called Pentaplus, which we learn in the episode and he can't water bend the slime away, so he's just like disgusting, filled with <laughs> octopus, and th- he has bites all over him, these I like know. red dots all over him. But why
0: didn't like Aang or Katara think like, oh, why don't we help Sokka out and bend all of the slime out of the way? You know? I <laughs> mean like maybe they were in their love bubble. Who knows? I maybe. feel like they do have like a cave fetish now and I <laughs> <They know. laughs> That's nasty. You nasty girl.
1: So, yeah, poor Sokka, and they're, like, cleaning up, you know, they're trying to get these marks off of uh, Sokka, like, they're trying to get the de suction, the octopuses, off of him when some Fire Nation soldiers appear, and they call them out. They're like, you guys are out past curfew. Wait, and- this is
0: so funny. If you actually look when, like, they say, hey... <laughs> Aang looks worried and like hides and sock and Katara like leaning close together for two seconds and Aang pops back with just a hat like what kind <laughs> of freaking disguise like get a better disguise I dude I was laughing <laughs> I love that hat he, lo- he looks so cute in that thing but like dude like I get the idea of like you know this is obviously a show we want to showcase that like Aang is different but like realistically <laughs> you need a better disguise you clearly look like you're from <laughs> Like the air, like it, it's clear you're an air nomad and there's only one left. So it's clear you're the avatar. Yeah. So, uh.
1: <laughs> like he has some very recognizable conspicuous tattoos that a hat does not cover. But <laughs> 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 the soldiers see the three of them and they're like, okay, these guys look a little weird. And they see that Sokka has all these marks over him. And this part is some quick improv. They tell the soldiers that Sokka has pentapox, which is extremely (laughs) contagious and can cause death. And it's a, you know, it's a virus and he's suffering and Sokka plays into it, you know, yes, and he's acting sick. (laughs) Like, and it's just the power of suggestion, right? They're like, you can Mm -hmm. get sick from this virus. And now these guards are like, oh, I've heard of this. I think I've heard of this. Like, we better get away. And they run off.
0: Yeah, it was a great gift, if we're talking improv-wise. Great gift that Saka played into. Um, but I also was like, oh, a highly contagious virus. Triggering! Me
1: too. I was like, oh my god, I don't want to watch any virus-themed content. Not at all. I've um, been seeing some shows, I don't know what they're called, but I've like seen one on Netflix and maybe one on ABC Like that are done over Zoom that's depicting a oh world yeah. where we're all FaceTiming and things like that. And I don't know, I don't want to watch it.
0: You don't have to. There's nothing you have. This is America. You could do what you want for the most <laughs> part. I know,
1: but part. Like, I don't want to watch any of this content. And like when, I don't know, I'm not ready yet. Do you know what I mean? I'm- yeah,
0: I'm not ready either. Like- I've just noticed in general, I am so much more sensitive to everything going on. Like, Mm -hmm. I get more mad about things. Like, I watched Incredibles 2, actually, on Sunday, and I'm like, this villain is ridiculous. I was, like, getting mad about it. I'm like, it's a Disney movie. Like, what's wrong with me? (laughs) but it's just like I think everything with like COVID and the election and it's just like everything is making me more like I'm just more sensitive to everything going on unfortunately (laughs) so we see that you know Azula's preparing to basically find Zuko and Iroh and capture them and she's talking to her advisors and also she's surrounded by so many people and her advisors are telling her it's not it doesn't make sense to have this huge royal procession with you it's too noticeable like if you want to surprise attack Iroh and Zuko, you won't be able to do it with this crew. Mm-hmm. And that's when Azula realizes, you know what? I just need an elite team of people to come with me to find Iroh and Zuko. Um, and she has a little plan. She's like, hmm, I know what to do. And I guess we meet two new people soon enough.
1: I'm like, does this woman really have friends when she's like, no, time to visit old friends? And I was like, I was kind of surprised.
0: Once we see the interaction, you know that it's not true friendship. Yeah. Like we'll get into it later. It's very in the Regina episode.
1: George and her Absolute. Mean right? Girl. It's a very mean girl kind of vibe, like with the two friends. Ooh.
0: Okay. Yeah. So well, maybe we'll go into it later. But I want to do a mean girl, uh, Fire Nation girl gang comparison later once we meet everyone. Ooh, that's
1: a great idea.
0: I mean, we all know that Azula's Regina George, but who's yeah, Gretchen 100%. Wieners? Who's Karen? You know? <laughs>
1: I think I think we can definitely tell. It's funny how that all balanced out, right?
0: The archetypes, like three is always an important number when it comes to writing stories and Mm -hmm. comedy and improv. So it makes sense that there's always three.
1: So there's another search that's happening. The gang is trying to find Boomy. And Boomy's like, you know, he's a very powerful earthbender. So when Aang is looking around this world, he says, Oh, Bumi would be kept hidden somewhere if he's alive where he can't earthbend. And where can't he earthbend? Somewhere that's made of metal. Mm -hmm. Apparently the Fire Nation has trying to protect themselves and make the entire city unbendable.
0: Yeah, so they're putting metal everywhere, which is very similar to the cities we see now, right? (laughs) Covered in metal. So while, you know, Aang is trying to get into the city or look for Bumi in the city, we're introduced to a new character named Mai. Um, she's very like Daria vibes, I would say. Very mm-hmm. like moody, angry, just like not showing a lot of emotion. I don't know if our listeners even know what Daria is, it was like a I 90s know. TV show. Yeah, um, it's like an emo girl, like yeah. goth
1: girl, very, very like sarcastic, ironic, um, just has very no dead emotions,
0: dead. like very bored. She's a very bored person. So her father has been appointed the governor of Omashu. Um, The new governor, because they took out the entire Earth Nation people of Omashu. And she's just very bleak. And she's just like, "Uh, I'm bored. Nothing ever happens. Like, I just want things to be more exciting. And, like, I was just, like, there's so much privilege in that, right? Like, oh, my God, she's bored. Oh, my gosh, other people are dying. You know what I mean?
1: Her dad is taking over a full new area. Like, there's rebels. They're at war. You know, it's, like, okay, how can you really be? bored at a time like, like
0: to have like what is it on the what's it called i can't think
1: M- maslow's
0: yeah on maslow's like hierarchy. hierarchy she's very up at the top even though there's a war going on which is like ooh rubs me the, at least the wrong way like while i'm re-watching it yeah um, and while may and her family are walking around the city we hear like we know that some earthbenders rebel soldiers are trying to attack them um, however um, Aang actually is nearby and he sees that these rocks are going to fall into and hurt these people and he actually air those rocks away but Mai's family thinks that Aang and Sokka and Katara were the ones that are you know part of the resistance against the Fire Nation and then they fight a little bit and Mai has these like awesome like knife skills we know that she's really great at knives she's Likes to throw them. Apparently, she lured them when she was bored being like a prestigious part of a prestigious family. Um, So she was attacking them with her knives. But fortunately, the gang was able to get away because this like the earth beneath them fell to fell through underground and we see that they're surrounded by a bunch of earthbender soldiers and may just looks at it and goes huh whatever and like leaves she has like no concern about those people that just disappeared you know what i mean he's a really
1: (laughs) interesting character i like how deadpan she is and you know it's sort of it's funny to think about these like character introductions right like we learn so much about her from this like two second clip. Like, we know she's privileged and rich. She's very skilled uh, at fighting, but she just, like, has a lack of care.
0: No empathy at all. (laughs) No
1: empathy at all. I mean, she definitely has some sort of sociopathic tendencies, too. I can kind of see, like, different than Azula, but there's something definitely there.
0: Mental illness group. (laughs) It's not the the Fire Nation girl gang. It's the mental (laughs) illness group.
1: So we get another introduction, and this is also memorable because uh, it's upside down. So we see Azula, yeah. but, you know, her feet are in the air, and she's standing there, and we're like, Who's, from whose perspective are we looking at Azula from? And we learn that it's Ty Lee. She's another daughter of a nobleman, and she knows Azula through school. They're friends, but we learn that she's left all her riches to become a contortionist at a circus and she sees Azula and she bows to her so we also see that there's definitely a hierarchy like even though her parents yeah. are noble like Azula is a princess and there's still
0: that power rules. dynamic is yeah. at work mm-hmm. um fun fact Ty Lee has six identical sisters which she's is she's so pretty crazy so pretty <laughs> um oh and this is a really really sad fact and spoiler alert if you don't want to know about anything in later in the season um fast forward a little bit but this is the same circus where appa was when appa had his like episode about appa's lost days isn't that so sad i know that that
1: episode
0: oh my gosh i literally was like that's so sad everything's connected
1: so we learned that tylee like she's loving her time at at the circus she's happy and she's loving her life and she's like my aura has never been pinker Mm-hmm. When, and when Azula asks her to join her on this mission, and the mission is to find her uncle and to find Zuko, Tylee doesn't really want to. And, yeah. like, Azula seems to acquiesce to it. She's like, okay, fine, you do your thing, but, you know, I'm going to come watch your show tonight. There's the tone of her being threatening with that remark. Like, she's not saying yeah. it as a friend, like, oh, I'm going to come watch your show. It's a threat.
0: Yeah, and it like it stresses Kylie out. You see her face facial expressions change when Azula says that. Mm -hmm. We're back with Aang, and he's just talking to the people of the Earth Nation and the rebels, and he learns that on the day of the invasion, Bumi actually surrendered while all the other Earthbenders were ready to fight and lose their lives. They were willing to risk everything to save their city, and... Boomy suddenly was like, I'm not going to do anything. And that really kind of made a lot of the people of Omashu kind of upset and angry about it.
1: What was your reaction when watching that?
0: It's so, I was just like, why would he do that? I just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. What about you?
1: I was a little shocked too, because Bumi is tough. And we've seen it from that, from episode three, right? Like the challenges that he put yeah. Aang through. And he's a fighter, even though he's old.
0: Yeah. But I mean... I knew that there was going to be something else just because even in that third episode in The King of Umashu, the first thing he said wasn't the thing he actually intended to do. You know what I mean? In The King of Umashu, he was basically putting Aang through all these tests to help him realize who the king was and to teach Aang some lessons. So I figured like Bumi is trying to teach his people a lesson. I don't know what it is, but.
1: He has a long, he plays the long game.
0: That is for sure. (laughs) The people of Omashu are like, I'm ready to fight. Like, we're going to be, we're going to continue to fight the Fire Nation and try to win back our city. But Ang says, like, this is not the best strategy, right? Like, you want to fight really hard in this battle, but you'll lose the war. So it's best for you guys to retreat instead and fight another day because there's no way they're outnumbered Mm -hmm. they just they have so much technology it's just not going to happen but the only issue is there are thousands of people that need to retreat out of the city but they don't know exactly how to get out until Sokka is like hmm everyone's about to get very sick very soon and they decide that you know they're gonna put the the pentapox all over the people and say that everyone's sick and everyone's highly contagious and that'll get them out of the city this is such a good
1: idea oh my god I was like this is so smart Sokka needs to get mad props for this
0: it is such a good idea. Like is always the one coming up with ideas. Like there's no way Katara or Aang could come up with that idea, I don't think.
1: And I love this plan because it reduces the violence. Like they don't have yeah. to fight. Everyone can leave safely. The Fire Nation soldiers are already, we know that they're scared of Pentapox. We saw that yeah. from the guards. Just so smart. And Aang likes the plan, but he doesn't want to actually leave. Because what's his priority? Finding Boomy. Boomy right? So he goes Mm -hmm. out on his own while Katara and Sokka gather the rest of the citizens and they all walk into the square pretending to be sick. And Katara and Sokka encourage all the citizens to really play it up. Like I
0: really love this part. Me too.
1: You can have marks all over your body, but if you're walking out, you know, a pep in your step, like Mm -hmm. no one's going to believe that you're sick, right? So Mm -hmm. they're coming out and this, artistically, this is a great scene. They look like zombies just walking over the hill.
0: I also like that um, when they're like, oh, you need to pretend you're really sick. And there's this old man and he's like, oh, my gosh, I don't (laughs) feel good. You know, and he's like, I've been practicing that for years. I thought that was really funny. So good. funny
1: ad. (laughs) And the Fire Nation soldiers react exactly like the gang predicted that they would. They see all these zombie like Earth Kingdom citizens and they're like, the plague,
0: the plague. (laughs) (laughs) And they leave. And that's a real it is a really good idea because no one got hurt. You know what I mean? Everyone just got out. Really quickly. And if it wasn't for Boomi, that'd be the end of the episode. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, May's parents are looking down and they're like, you know what? Just let them leave. We need to get rid of this disease. And the best way to do it is just have everyone outside of the city. So,
1: so May is loving the chaos like her parents are stressed and they don't know how to react to it but she's kind of she's just like eating fireflakes, like eating popcorn mm-hmm. and watching this chaos take place like she kind of is giving me joker vibes in this you know that yeah. there's no method to her madness it's about chaos and it's about nihilism like it's very, it's interesting of her reaction to seeing all of this change. Yeah. But the three of them, her parents and her, they're distracted. And her little baby brother, who we saw earlier in the episode, seems starts walking away while the rest of them are watching the kingdom clear out.
0: And while Sok and Katara are leading people out of the city, Aang is traveling within the city trying to find Boomy. And while he's searching, we see an old friend. Flopsy, so the gorilla goat that Boomy owns, and he's so loving. He is so loving, which is so different than when we first met Flopsy, and he was. <laughs> it seemed like he was attacking Aang but Aang is like, "Let's go find Boomy," and he gets on top of Flopsy, and he even says, "Yip yip," and he's like, "Wait, that doesn't work. That only works with bison." <laughs> Um, but then we cut to another animal momo and he is on the hunt for food and he
1: tried to ask ang for food but ang was busy so like momo is like i'm on my own
0: um so while he's hunting for food he finds some but he also finds may's little brother and the little brother just loves momo (laughs) and starts following him around this is like so cute it's so adorable is
1: so cute
0: you know, on my TikTok, I have so many babies on my TikTok. I'm like, they're just so cute. Like, it reminds me of that. <laughs> <laughs> the little brother is pulling his tail. He's petting him, chasing him around. Chasing him around. They end up on the shoots down together. And Momo is not having it. He does not like this little boy. And, like, the little boy, once they, like, At one point, the little boy is on top of Momo, and, like, Momo is like, get me out of here, poor kid. (laughs) Finally, he gets up, and he actually, Momo starts following the Earth Kingdom people out of the city. And because Momo is leaving the city, the little boy wants to leave the city, too. And so the little boy is out of the city, and he's, like, the heir, basically, to Omashu. So what is the family going to do when they find out? Um, and it's also crazy, though, just because, like, how did they not know where their son was? Like, you have all this military people, like, shouldn't, like, someone... No one noticed should we have this a baby, baby crawling
1: out? <laughs> like, it's great. Where is everyone looking? I guess looking at the plague.
0: I mean, a lot is going on at the moment. It does make sense. But it's still like, oh, someone should be keeping an eye on the little boy.
1: But Momo and and uh, the baby, like, they went everywhere. So it's it's kind of funny that no one noticed them
0: yeah it's like a baby and a and a lemur together like no one saw that at all
1: (laughs) so Azula's at the circus she has like a seat of honor and the ringmaster at the circus is like we're so happy to have royalty here and please tell us what we can do to make the show more enjoyable for you like we're here to you know we're here for you
0: last words for him Uh, (laughs)
1: oh my gosh and Ty Lee is doing her act she's on a high wire she's balancing she has you know her feet in the air, she's balancing on one hand.
0: I loved this. She was so cool. You're like, this is the first time we're really seeing a Tylee do anything. And I was like, oh, she's such a cool character. I like I her, her already.
1: And I like the circusy aesthetic too. And Azula's watching this and she's like, huh, you know, maybe remove the net. And then she changes her mind. She's like, you know what? Why don't we set the net on fire? And why don't we add all of the wild animals in this tent as she's doing her act like let's see if she can do it
0: and the ringmaster is kind of apprehensive he's like you know what? i don't uh, should we do this you know but he wants to also please azula azula yeah. always gets her way so she wins and the net's on fire and the animals all are over the place and you see the fear in on tylie's face and you're yeah. like it's horrible she
1: could die um, on this act like it was know. already scary but now it's like it was scary but it's not supposed to be dangerous right like it's her job
0: yeah it's very manipulative because the ringmaster is like oh like everyone's super safe doing this act and she goes oh really so if they're so safe why don't we just set the net on fire why don't we let all the animals out but if you've never practiced that before that is extremely dangerous
1: port uh the ringmaster and azula to the union
0: i know right do you think there's unions in avatar world i don't think so
1: i guess she's an actor right like i guess she can she's a performer she should be protected i don't safe. even know she if they
0: be... have a union for car for the circus like Probably not in our this. world i know <laughs> but um it's just this like watching this over again i'm like wow tylee is a very very abusive person like i always knew that but i'm like this is textbook abusive relationship yeah. you know what i mean
1: It's which is not and surprising it's... because azula definitely has like some sort of i don't know i don't think she really cares about these women
0: oh not at all and like actually rewatching watching the episode where she's just like oh i'll need to get an elite team i was like wow she really it made me realize wow she never actually cared about these people at all azula sucks like people think she's a great like she's a great villain she's a great but villain. She's, she's not, not a, a good, good person. Like, i don't want to be friends with her
1: no and if honestly if we have younger listeners who have an azula type friend like you're better than this. get rid of them
0: <laughs> like do not be friends if your friend reminds you of Azula like do not be friends with that person nope only heartache only heartache say bye girl bye so Aang and Flopsy you know they were all over the city and they came back to the resistance with no news of Boomy. and did you notice that when Aang came back Katara went up to hug him I was like ooh, good day (laughs) Aang is super disappointed But the head of the resistance comes back to the gang and it's just like we have another problem. And they're like, Oh, another one? And Katara is even like, Oh, did we lose people on the way out? He goes, Not exactly. We actually gained a person. And the person they gained was the little baby. Yep. Baby on board. (laughs) And they're like, That's weird. (laughs) And he knows that,
1: you know, this is a royal child. Like things are gonna get more complicated now that they have the prince.
0: With yeah, them. did they know it was a prince right away yeah and so yeah. Um, yeah i mean yeah well we cut straight to may and her mother and the mom's crying and the father the governor of omashu is like the people of omashu are so clever and tricky they kidnapped my son how did i not see this and it's really like they did not kidnap the son at all you y'all were just busy doing yeah. your thing <laughs> whoops whoops back to ty lee and azula in the dressing room and ty lee is like you know what the universe is telling me it's my time to go i'll join you on the mission and you have to think like why did she join azula was it because of the threat basically azula imposed on her while she was doing her show saying like if you don't join me like i will basically kill you like is that the so. reason i that's yeah. what
1: I that's how i read it right like i can't escape her i think she knows yeah. how powerful azula is and she's like I can't escape her. I'm just going to try to save myself.
0: Yeah. I'm. It's funny. I'm listening to Six, the um musical about the six wives of Henry VIII of England. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a good soundtrack. If you're into theater, check it out. But there's a line in there saying, like, basically, if Henry wanted to be with you, it's either you be with him or you die. And that's kind of what Azula, the position Azula's in. It's right? either you go with Azula or you die. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, she had to go.
1: Oh, so sad.
0: And she was yeah. so happy
1: being in the circus and now her aura was great. <laughs> Not be good now. I actually
0: yeah. love Kylie. I know me too. I don't think she has any mental
1: issues. <laughs> She's so sweet. I really <laughs> like her too. So we cut back and Katara is playing with the baby and she's like oh my god he's so cute and And Sokka calls
0: him bad fire nation baby I thought that was really funny (laughs) the
1: head of the resistance is like the baby may look cute now but he's gonna grow up and become a killer
0: isn't that so sad it's true though it's sad I
1: know it was really, but maybe he won't like maybe he'll have a redemption maybe he's not like his family it's just you know he can he can still get out of this and I I don't know like you can't judge the baby
0: yeah, but then you think about, like, who's raising the baby? And yeah. sure, he could be smart enough to know that what they're doing is wrong, but the ch- that's not a high percentage chance of that happening. Like, it's most likely he's going to become a killer and be part of the Fire Nation army, just based on his status and his family, so.
1: I think it was a really poignant line, though. Like, it really does say a lot about the world and how people are viewing each other and how what the energy is right now in Omashu and in the Earth Kingdom at large.
0: Yeah kind of similar to now i know <laughs> there are too many parallels in this one in this show but you know in the comics they actually focus a little bit on may's family especially may's father which is really interesting so you know after you finish the series check out the comic books and you'll see you'll learn more about may's family how's so. the dad is he what's he like I, i'm not saying anything no spoilers okay. All right.
1: So we see a hawk fly into the area where the resistance um, is setting up and the hawk includes a note from the governor saying that he knows that the resistance has kidnapped his son named Tom Tom and and the son is a hostage to get his son back. He's willing to make a trade. He's going to trade his son for King Bumi.
0: Dun, dun, dun. So- I actually also love the name Tom Tom. I think that's very cute. Me too.
1: It's super cute. And Saka hears this note and he's like immediately thinks this is going to be a trap. But Aang is positive, and he, he's so excited to see Bumi, and he's like, I don't think this is a trap. The governor does really want his son back, and it's a new day, and he has a good feeling about what's going to lie ahead.
0: Yeah, so let's see if the trade happens. We actually see that Azula, coincidentally, is heading to Omashu to talk to May. <laughs> May's has S- in
1: in tow as well, so it's the yeah. three of them.
0: The three of them, and May is like, please tell me you're going to save me from this horrible town, something like that. Like, she's a little more excited to see the girls again. And we see that, you know, the girls have a cute reunion. Ty Lee gives May a hug, Azula doesn't give her a hug. So I think that's like something we'll see in the friendship of the three, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe May and Tylee are a little closer. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but May right away is like, get me out of here, I'm ready for a mission. Azula's like, I have a mission for us, and May doesn't even know what the mission is. And she's like, Get I'm me out of here. I'm down. Yeah. I'm bored as hell.
1: <laughs> down to clown. Dangerous to say that to Azula though.
0: And then we cut to basically May's father's like chamber room in Omashu. And Azula is sitting on the throne. And our azula, dynamics i know like may's dad is bowing down to azula so you know like that structure of the friendship where may's father is bowing to azula like may is subordinate to azula in the situation as well um and may's dad is basically talking about the trade that they're going to make for boomy and his son and azula calls him out as like you're like you're being a failure this is a stupid idea you're letting the citizens leave of course they're going to take advantage of you you're failing um and he, they lay there and he's like you know what may will handle this hostage trade and we're not even calling this place Omasho anymore this is now the city of new ozai you know the power She's- dynamics are really at play and they're really I setting know. that up really well throughout the entire episode
1: and people like adults are scared of her. legit everyone yeah. is scared of azula
0: She is not, she's a crazy lady, that's for sure. (laughs) I wonder in, uh, you know, her father and her grandfather's youth, were they as scary to people, you know what I mean?
1: Sure, I'm sure. So we get onto the roof, um, the hostage exchange is going to happen, so we see the girl gang on one side and the gang on the other, um, three for three, and a big Mm -hmm. crane brings out a casket with a hole for the head, and guess who's in that hole? Boomy! Yep, Boomy. And he's in the is in the casket hanging from this crane. And May is actually in the front, right? She's handling this hostage negotiation. But Azula, you know, manipulates, does her little wordplay magic, you know, mm-hmm. plants that seed in her idea uh wow, plants an idea in her head, being like, Do you think this is a fair trade? We're getting a baby and you're getting a king? And Boomy's like watching this whole thing and laughing.
0: And, and he doesn't seem to mind. He doesn't mind being like in a casket right now. <laughs> yeah, you're
1: like what? Like you're like so confused looking at him. May is thinking about it and she's like, "Yeah, actually, you know, you're right. Like it's a baby for a king. This is not a fair hostage trade." And they start to fight.
0: Yeah, the um, deal's off. And I just thought this entire time I'm like clearly like May is not the one in charge. That's like a lie and Azula is forcing May to give up her brother. Yeah. Like that is manipul—that's abuse too. This um, is not a true friendship at all. No, obviously, how could all. you be like join my like join my team to like have to join my mission? But you're letting you're letting your friend's brother just go. That's horrible. Yeah, no. it's absolutely horrible.
1: And she obviously has so much control over these women. And they mm-hmm. start to fight. Ang is tr- his mission is trying to save Boomy, so he's like gliding up. To save Boomy, and when he's doing that his hat falls away and Azula realizes that this is the Avatar
0: which is dumb because she's very very smart and she can't tell the boy in orange and yellow with a little hat on his head (laughs) and a guy that's gliding up is not the Avatar like what? (laughs) excuse me?
1: (laughs) so Batara and Sokka are trying to save the baby prince and Sokka's calling Appa
0: you know a good thing that they bought that bison whistle on, earlier in season 1. They were like that's too expensive, but it's really come in it's handy. It saved their
1: butt multiple times. <laughs> it really has. Yeah. And this fight is probably the most well-matched fight that we've seen in the show so far. Like they're all struggling. Like Yeah. Yeah, Katara's doing her thing. It's just they're each, like, bringing their own skills to it. But I don't think, like, one is a better fighter than the other. And even, like, bender, non-bender, like, everybody's really holding their own.
0: It's really cool to see, like, Mei and Ty Lee fight because they aren't benders at all. And we haven't really... We see, like, people are kind of making fun of Saka, Like, he's trying to fight with his boomerang. No, but he does. But he doesn't does. seem very threatening a lot of times. Everyone's just kind of surprised by him. But you're seeing, like, wow, like, non-benders are really good fighters, too. In the original pilot of this ep- of Avatar: The Last Airbender, Aang was actually fighting Zuko on scaffolding, very similar to the fight that we see here, which I thought was really cool. Have you watched that pilot episode at all? No, I actually never saw it. It's on YouTube. You can check it out. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's I weird. Actually, like I Katara's name it? is Kaya in it, and Aang's voice sounds so <laughs> different. <laughs>
1: Oh, Side note Sokka with the baby is one of the cutest things I've ever seen I was like oh my god I love this man now like me do I have a crush on Sokka
0: probably (laughs) honestly healthier crush than Zuko probably (laughs) at this point in the show.
1: So this it's really funny the next few scenes because Bumi is trying to talk to Aang, right? But Aang is just like not having it. He's not really seeing Bumi and he's so focused on saving him. So he's mm-hmm. like using his bending to freeze the chain um, and cut it. But Azula is also after him and the three of them, Aang, Bumi, and Azula end up on the male shoots. So now like mm-hmm. Aang is on the casket Boomy is trying to talk to him but ang is basically like i'm gonna save you i'm gonna save you yeah, And Bumi's he was like, like ang i need to, to help you and
0: and ang is literally just like great to see you, Boomy. so happy we're here look we're even like sliding down the mail chutes can't be a trip to omashi without it you know like yeah, he's not actually it's listening not to Boomy
1: because azula yeah. is super scary honestly i kind of yeah. jumped in that scene where you think she's not in the mail chute but then she mm-hmm. pops up like Angus, like oh we got rid of her but she's in there hiding and she's yeah. a crazy powerful fighter and she's very scary. This is like
0: really the first time we're seeing her really fight out you know what I mean you're like well like she can take anyone on so it makes yeah. sense that everyone is so scared of her she's and such she, a good fighter. Actually
1: using her lightning bending almost throughout right like what's coming out of her is a blue flame like Blue hot flame more than a red flame. Whereas yeah, yeah, when I feel like when Zuko's bending, his is mostly red.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's well known that Azula is like the only real lightning bender um, that is known. You know, I think Katara is very close to beating May. Like she basically freezes May's throwing hand, but Tai Lee comes up and actually does something to Katara's body. She's like touching her pressure points and at that point Katara like the ice that Katara bended turns to water she can't really move and she can't really bend at all which I is was crazy like, oh my gosh
1: what it what that is so smart
0: I know I mean we see a lot more of that in Legend of Korra but this is such a cool idea that, like, you know, if you aren't a bender, you can take the other person's bending away. And you, that's the real fight, you know? Yeah. And May even taunts her. And it's like, how are you going to fight without your bending? <laughs> Which is, like, kind of a weird thing to taunt because she almost had you, May. Yeah. If it wasn't for Lee, you'd be dead. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> and I love this part because Sokka swoops in with his boomerang, knocks the knives away. And he's like, I seem to manage. What a comeback.
0: What a comeback. Yeah. May's about to like hit Katara, and like Katara looks super scared too. Yeah. I'd be scared if I was her, but Sokka's there in the nick of time and knocks the knives out of the way with the boomerang, and they all get on Appa, fortunately, and they go to basically try to save Aang. Um, But we see that Azula keeps on attacking Aang with her lightning and while Aang and Boomy try to get on Appa, they actually go over him and they go back into the chutes. I really love the direction, like the directing of this entire sequence where they're on the chutes. I thought that was so interesting. You get to see like Azula's power through this entire thing. And Azula is basically going to get them, right? She lightning beds straight into the chute and Aang is kind of freaking out. But it turns out Boomy. Could earthbend the entire time and he earthbends the lightning away, and that's what stops Azula.
1: This is so crazy. Like, like, I was like, I know what? Like,
0: what? That's like shocking. he could earth bend the entire time? Like, that's crazy. And Aang is like pretty upset about it. He's like, You could have earthbended the entire time. Like, and I would if I was Aang, I'd be angry too. Like, you put all these people in danger. Um, they're hiding underground because you're not doing anything. All of them, the gang. Appa, Momo, they all could have died. And they all could have been solved if you just earthbended and you, you know, fought at the right time. And so Aang is super upset. Aang and Bumi get to talk in private. And Aang is just like, you know, how could you let Amashu go when you have the ability to earthbend? And Bumi is trying to explain to him that there are different ways to fight. And that's basically Jin. And Jin is like directing your energy. And there's positive gin when you're attacking, and negative gin when you're retreating. But there's also neutral gin, which is where you do nothing. Right? Um, apparently, there's 85 different types of gin, but we just talk about neutral gin here, and that's the key to earth bending is neutral gin. It's about listening and knowing the right time to strike. So, Bumi is basically saying, "Listen, right now is not the time to fight," and that's mm-hmm. basically what Eng told the people underneath the ground he was like don't fight right now you need to retreat and find the right time to attack and Boomy was singing the same thing too so they're very much on the same page yeah I think like Um,
1: Aang is kind of understanding it but he needed to hear it
0: yeah for sure because they thought the same thing exactly so it makes sense
1: also like can you believe that Boomy was able to earthbend with his face like I did not even know that it was possible like you know, they put him in this metal casket yeah. to try to block all his bending, but they didn't cover his face. And this guy's bending with his face. I didn't know that was
0: possible. I mean, I knew that Iroh could bend with his mouth and his face, too. So I figured you could with Boomy as well. So I, I didn't feel as shocked. But
1: anyway, this is so a I really didn't. good lesson. And
0: it, it is a really good lesson. And, you know, Boomy basically says that you earthbending is all about listening and knowing the right time to strike. And that's why he can't leave because he needs to listen for and know he needs to listen for that right time to strike. Mm-hmm. So he can't be Aang's earth bending teacher, unfortunately. But Bumi does give him the advice that the right teacher, the right earth teacher for you, Aang, will be someone who will teach you that neutral Jing. Mm-hmm. It's someone who will listen and know the right time to attack. So
1: super smart. And we are closing out the episode with Azula May and Ty Lee leaving. And, you know, they talk about like how happy they are to be back together. And Tylee's like, Oh, May, are you happy to see, you know, excited to, you might be able to see Zuko since we're going to be capturing Ooh. Zuko and Iroh. And we see May give a little smile. That's so you're like, hmm, does this chick have a crush on him?
0: <laughs> but it's kind of weird. Like, if you have a crush on someone, why are you going to like imprison them? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think that's going to work some out well.
1: Very unhealthy uh, relationship dynamics in this group. And <laughs> Zula is like, Oh, by the way, we actually have a ter- third target in our hunt. So it's Iro, Zuko, and this third target, which we all know, is going to be the Avatar.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we cut to Aang, and Aang is returning a TomTom, cute, crawly, cuddly TomTom, into the balcony where Mei's parents are. And you- he kind of gives a little smile. So I don't know, I kind of was looking at that smile as like, does he see like tom tom as a neutral peaceful baby you know like i think he does he wasn't
0: yeah. there was he there when they were talking about the killer but you know that ang is very much a type of person he's he's doesn't protect you know the water nation and the earth nation he, he also protects people from the fire nation too so he's his job as the avatar is to protect everyone including tom tom whether they're fire nation or not so
1: beautiful and like Honestly, this was a really fun, engaging episode with a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And a lot of risks in storytelling too, like the upside down camera, like the way that they had a ton of callbacks, the slides, Mm -hmm. um, just really fun animation. I loved it. This episode, I thought it was really well done.
0: Yeah, I think we really got to know it was a really good way to introduce these new characters who we'll see for the rest of the series um, showcases like. A lot of craziness going on in this Fire Nation team dynamic, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I, Yeah, I like the episode, too. But also, I want to point out, like, is May concerned about her little brother at all? She just leaves and, like, you know, the parents are just like, oh, my gosh, we'll never see our baby again. You know what I mean? They're crying at the end.
1: I was kind of <laughs> like, what? they don't even, they knew May was going to step out. Like, I feel like they're like, all right, whatever. This girl's. we don't have any control over her. And they really, like, you know, like, one's the easy child, one's the difficult child
0: yeah but i think like but isn't it interesting may really maybe may doesn't care about her brother which means she's definitely psychotic She so. has problems yeah <laughs> um, but yeah i thought overall it was a good episode me too. um give it a 4.5 out of 4.5 out of 5 for i'm me,
1: giving it
0: a 4.7 look at you yeah i think i would have given it a higher higher rating if it was a little more funny there wasn't much funniness to the episode so gotta knock down (laughs) 0.5 points so
1: (laughs) well that was fun and yeah yeah, i guess we'll see everyone next week remember to leave a review tell us what you think um halloween if you have cool avatar halloween looks please send them my way
0: yes i'm living like through you yeah, email <laughs> us, um tell your friends and leave a review and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.